My name is Mike Jimenez, and I am effing cute. This is the Alamo City Sportscast coming at you from San Antonio, Texas. Happy Friday, everybody. We're at the end of the work week. Joe Garcia producing today's show, looking fantastic with a haircut and the haircut. college shirt. What's going on, my man? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm feeling good today, man. I went and got a haircut, you know. Took a shower and everything. <laughs> <laughs> looking effing cute over there. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look look nice like effing cute like you say you know you, you know i'm effing cute today because oh, i've got God. a spurs jersey on today my sister, my sister alice got me this for christmas okay she gave it to me early because she wants me to have this during the spurs season spurs season starts what next month yeah so i need to have it a little bit early i haven't had a spurs jersey since manu i bought a manu jersey like 20 years ago it's been a while, but this one's a lot bigger than the Manu one I had because the Manu one I had when I was in my late 20s and this one I have <laughs> in my mid 40s, completely different. Hey, but it's starting to get a little loose on you. <laughs> it is. That's a it good is. sign. I brother. like it. Good I sign. like it. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you want to catch us. We're also on those podcasts. If you're listening to us from the future, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Music or the iHeart app, thank you for joining us. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to go about an hour, hour and 15. We always say that this is a big show. But when I told you everything I wanted to talk about today, it was like, are we going to have time? We could do a four-hour show today based on all that we have to talk about today. We're going to get into it. Lots of people already reaching out to us on our private chat line, which is on YouTube. So if you subscribe to us, the Alamo City Podcast Network Man, on YouTube. They're killing me with this, bro. Jeff's the one that started this nonsense, and now it just keeps going and it's growing. Yeah. And this is hilarious. Look at Chris Gonzalez. Mike, I played varsity tennis. That is true. I played Jimenez. varsity. I played tennis for four years. In With a hundred mile an hour serve. Yes, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Oh I'm not, I didn't say 120. My friend Scott would serve it at 120. I would serve it in the you know, low 100s. Yeah. It wasn't every serve, but if I wanted to do a flat serve to try to get an ace, I would. And it's not a lie. It's not bullshit that 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 actually happened. And what's his name? Minix didn't believe you, right? No, Minix didn't believe me. <laughs> Pledger, Joe Reinagel, Rudy J, all those guys didn't believe They're me. But, but it's true. I, I tell stories sometimes that you guys don't believe it's true unless there's video evidence of it, right? Like if I had said that I met and had a, a brief conversation with Paige Bronick, you would oh, all say, God. you guys, are, you're full of shit, Jimenez, right? You got the photo but proof. But I got the photo proof, right? If I said that I got to hang out and and and, and I've spoken multiple times with Annie Agar, for example, I have proof of that. I've got not only interviews that I've done on camera, but text messages that we go back and forth on. It is all true. And I also have told stories about the fact that I had a conversation with Carrie Underwood for about half an hour many, many, many years ago and that she held my daughter the entire time, the one that's over at LSU. That is a true story. Lots of these things happened. You know why? Because I'm not going to bullcrap. I have lived a pretty interesting life, okay? And you're real effing cute. And I'm I'm getting there, baby. I'm down 12 <laughs> pounds, man. 12 pounds. Marriage on the rocks, but down 12 pounds. You know, it's a give and take. Uh, but again, Tim Gonzalez reaching out and saying he met us F and Q today, damn straight. Mario Cavasso saying the OGs are ready for school pictures. That is true. That is true. Others are saying that she's my best friend, which is Paige Bronick and or Annie Agar. Uh, I would say Annie Agar is closer to a friend than Paige Bronick. Paige Bronick was just a hot woman that I took a photo with. Lots to get into today. Before we get into the topics at hand, 
this being San Antonio, a lot of people are like, man, we got to make some extra money. How can I make some extra money? What if I told you that there's a way for you to make 50 to $75 an hour and get exercise at the same time? Wow. I was talking to the head honchos over at the San Antonio Basketball Officials Association, and they've been reaching out to me this week because training starts this weekend on Sunday at Alamo Heights High School Gym, 1 p.m. For those who want to get in on high school basketball officiating, it's also middle school as well. When people start out, they do 7th and 8th grade first, and then they graduate to freshman JV varsity. I first started officiating about 20 years ago. And I was doing it because I had friends doing it. And then the second that I started, they all stopped. But out of the past 20 years, I have probably officiated 12 or 13 years. And I haven't done it in the past two years. They reached out to me and said, hey, Michael, we'd like to have you back. Can you come back? And I said, fine, I'll come back this season. So I'll be doing JV and varsity this year. Uh, I start training not only not as a beginner. I start advanced training this Sunday. And I'm going to be officiating games this Sunday. They're exhibitions, but they are the high schoolers that are in the varsity level. And I'm going to get going with that this weekend. So I'm excited. So if you want to take part in this and want to make money, you typically make about $50 to $75 per game, which lasts about an hour and 10 minutes or so. And then you get money for gas along the way. And if they send you out of town, they'll give you money for food and mileage and all that stuff. Typically, I make about... Typically, I show up at the gym at 4, I walk out at 6.30, and I might make, I don't know, 150 bucks or so. Not yeah. bad. It is paid exercise. So I'm effing cute as it is right now. Typically, in the basketball season, I lose about 12 to 15 more pounds because of all the running that I do out there. And yes, I will post my schedule out there on Twitter, at MJ Acquired Taste, so that you can come at me and you can come heckle me if you want show signs of support or of anger or whatnot go ahead and do it go ahead and bring it to me somebody requested the picture of you and the tiger mike exotic yeah so i have no idea what that means but you were trying to explain to me that i am like joe exotic i'm mike exotic from tiger king yeah. because i am an lsu fan below beneath my uh, jersey right here is an lsu shirt and i've been doing this show since i've made my triumphant return back on fridays I will let you know in two weeks I will not be here because I will be at LSU with my daughter. We're going to go to the LSU-Auburn game there at Death Valley. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm enjoying the memes, the photoshops. Yeah. This one's everything. my favorite, man. Shout out to Swiss, dude. This is a guy who made this. His name is Swiss. What up, Swiss? Yeah, Midwest at Mid Midwest Man Myth. Dude, the guy is so quick on the uh, photoshop. He is, dude. He does great work, man. Chris Gonzalez says, I bet Jimenez is the Angel Hernandez of middle school refs. That's right, baby. That's right. I am. Swiss the king. <laughs> Dude, I love officiating basketball games. And I have been doing it for so long. I've done hundreds of games in my lifetime. All the way up to the 5A varsity level. Uh, but I do primarily, if you want to know my normal rotation, my normal rotation is JV and freshman Harlan, Brennan, Stevens, um, Holmes, O'Connor, basically the north side schools yeah. where I do that. And then when I do varsity, I typically do varsity when it comes to Alamo Heights, Cornerstone, uh, Medina Valley. I'll do SAISD, and then I'll do varsity games in the 4A levels 
uh, like the Pleasantons and the Pearsalls of the world. Uh, but I, I enjoy doing it. I don't care about the crowd. They get crazy sometimes. And uh, sometimes I put them in their place if they need to. Uh, because you can't have people hurling ex expletives the entire time and cussing people out when there's a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds there. You know, you yeah. gotta, I don't care if they argue a call. That's not that big of a deal. But again, if you want to take part, Saboa, S-A-B-O-A.org, you can get that. They'll train you. It's good money. It's fun. You get some exercise. Feel good about yourself. Saboa needs 100 more officials because of the number of people who have retired and the number of new schools in San Antonio, dude, every time you drive around town, there's a brand new middle school, a brand Another new high school. school. Guess what? That means that's a new basketball team. That's a new varsity team, a new JV team. So we need more officials. We need to be growing. Unfortunately, Sabo is contracting in the sense that uh, a lot of the officials are older. They're retiring. It's just they're it's just they're just done with it. Uh, but again, big, big show today. I say that all the time. But look at this, man. How is this for a rundown? Look at Chris Lehan. He oh, puts, oh, oh, and because I missed the show yesterday and didn't get to tell you all this yesterday. Puro pinche astros a la verga, he says, cabrones. Yeah, I woke up this morning and saw the standings, and if the season ended right now, the Texas Rangers would not be in the playoffs. They wouldn't. The Toronto Blue Jays have already secured that spot. Well, they're, the half, they're half a game ahead. They're half, half, game, a, yeah. half a game ahead. But, man, the Rangers are circling the drain right now. Uh, this is such a big show today that we don't even have time to talk about the Rangers. We don't have time to talk about Team USA basketball because who, who really cares that they lost yeah, to they Germany lost. today? They lost to Germany today. They got knocked out. Whatever. Who cares? It's not like we sent our best players. You right? I mean, when Austin Reeves, who I do like, is one of the three or four best players on the team, you know we didn't send our best. So that's it. But check this out for a rundown. The NFL season finally kicked off last night and the super bowl champs or should i say chumps got beat in a thriller we'll talk about that the nfl speaking of lsu has a new highest paid player oh i saw dude went to lsu and my question for you is this what does this mean for dak prescott dare i say that dak prescott may be underpaid at this point we have a poll on that on Twitter. Just look at and you say MJ his name right. Taste. Dakota Rain Prescott. Dakota Rain. <laughs> Dude, tomorrow the Alamo Dome's gonna be rocking, man. Dude, UTSA opened up the three hundred section. UTSA Texas State dual allegiance because I went to both schools. Oh man, you got sophomore and junior year. I lived at Texas State. Senior year, UTSA. I graduated from UTSA. We'll talk about the game, the tailgating scene, and all that. Hey, is Bama doing the Texas Longhorns band dirty? Okay, not the football team, the, the marching band. Are they doing them dirty because they play each other? A battle of two top teams this Saturday night. The Longhorn band not going to be there, not going to show up. In entertainment news, we have lots to get into about that. Did you hear about the one of the actors, one of the stars of that 70s show, sentenced to 30 years in prison and now two of his co-stars have made fools of themselves oh i got that on already pulled up for you yeah we'll, we'll get into that and uh since it's friday we're gonna get a little freaky on friday mike exotic wants to ask the question uh is yannick garcia all that really is she really all that bro i took some pick you know like take a pic yeah well we'll show instagram wow we'll, we'll show some but i have a weather channel crush that i need to get into Again, we're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, 
We're podcasting everywhere on all the apps out there. Again, Chris Gonzalez asking the question, where did I get my diploma from? I got my diploma from University of Texas, San Antonio. But at the time, they did not have a football team. So there's that. Hey, don't forget to follow Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs, my good buddy. I follow him on Spotify. I follow him on YouTube as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff G Spurzo and on threads at Jeff G Ken's five SA. One of the stories that he posted this morning on Ken's five.com is about Paul George, the NBA star who says he does not think that Victor Wembanyama is going to win rookie of the year. He was on a podcast and he basically said that he believes that Chet Holmgren of the Oklahoma city thunder is going to take that title. Now here's the thing. It's a sexy pick. Okay, so it's not like he chose Cam Whitmore. It's not like he chose Osar Thompson. He's choosing somebody that Vegas has as the second best odds of winning Rookie of the Year. So it's not outlandish. But still, screw you, PG-13. Wemby's going to prove everybody wrong. Wemby's going to be one of the first or second team all defensive teams this year. He's going to be Rookie of the Year. Book it. And I cannot wait for the season to start. Cannot wait. We're going for about another hour or so. Thank you so much for all the love that we're getting online right now because, again, our YouTube chat line is open and people are reaching out. Mike Baez of Bear County Social Apparel says, it's going to be Scoot Henderson. Oh, man. Dude, am I the only one who thinks that Scoot Henderson's going to have a bad year this year? I mean, I have no basis for that thought, but I look at that roster and I think to myself, are they duplicated that position? Don't they just have one ball? Yeah, pretty much. Right. So let's get into that. But let's talk about last night. About last night, NFL season finally kicked off. The Detroit Lions beat the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead in Kansas City 21-20. to It went down to the very, very, very last minute. The Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs unveiled their banner. They got their rings. And then four hours later, got their asses kicked. And so much grief is, is, on, is online right now. On Twitter, people reaching out saying, that uh, it's all the wide receivers' faults for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, speaking of that, I have a video that I wanted to show, just in, just showcasing that. So go ahead and go ahead and okay. Talk. So so the thing about it is this: uh, the Chiefs played without their star tight end Travis Kelsey. They were also without one of their star defensive players, uh, defensive end Chris Jones. Jones kind of weird. He watched from the stands, right? Kelsey from the sidelines. Kelsey was a last minute scratch. But you're showing photos there of the pick six that Brian Branch had in the third quarter that tied the game at 14 apiece. Brian Branch, who, by the way, a lot of mock drafts had the Cowboys taken in the first round. He dropped to the mid-round, mid-part of the second round, and it went off of Kadavius Tony's hands and into his grip right there. Pick six. Pick six. Only the third pick six in Patrick Mahomes' career. Two of the three were considered to be drop passes. Now, the thing about this is that, yes, that shouldn't have happened right there. At that point in the game, it was 14-7. The Chiefs had taken control of the game for the most part. Now, the Lions did start out kind of hot. They went up 7-0, and it looked like they were going to kind of, you know, be a really good challenge for the Chiefs there. But the Chiefs kind of put a squash on that, went up 14-7. It looked like they were going to take control, go up 17-7, go up two scores. But what happened? That pick six changed everything. It tied it the did. game. It changed everything. It def- and it 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 got everybody amped up. Think about what the Lions did to start the game. 
first drive, three minutes into the game, three and out inside their own 20. It's going to be a three and out, and they went for it on fourth down, got the first down, scored a touchdown. Yeah. That proved to everybody that they came to effing win the game. They didn't go there to, to cover spreads, which, by the way, was actually pretty low. Yeah. Four and a half. That's kind of low. That is a low spread, man. But the thing about it is this. When they got that pick six, to quote Morpheus from The Matrix, they started to believe. <laughs> they did. That defense was on point from the get-go, man. They were just bringing the house. And it was funny because sometimes, even when they weren't bringing the house or the Chiefs offensive line picked up the, the pass rush, Mahomes had nowhere to throw the ball to. Yeah, and, nobody. And the receiver, like, even if you gave Mahomes time, he had nobody to throw the ball to. After the game, Mahomes is going out there saying the receivers need to make plays. And every time I'm watching this game and I'm watching the ESPN talking heads or I'm on Twitter seeing people talking about this and they're like, look at this. It went off his hands. It went off his hands. It went off his hands. Because the belief is in the NFL, if you're an NFL quarter uh, wide receiver, if the ball touches your hands, you should catch it, right? Now that pick six, that was the receiver's fault. I will give Patrick Mahomes that. But dude, everything else was just bad passes, man. There was there was a combination of things, and I think it was a combination of bad passing because he was being uh, hurried up because yeah. had, he had the house coming to him. The other part of that is the receivers, some of them dropped passes. And right. it is what it is. I mean, because they were being covered very well. You know, so I attributed to, yes, the receivers did drop passes. Mahomes did go ahead and throw some some questionable, uh, you know, balls out there. But the thing is, why did all this happen? Because Detroit's defense came to play. They came to play. There was that one play where uh, one of the defenders grabbed Mahomes' foot. And just, held, just held on to him. It's for that picture life. I'm showing right now. Oh, oh, yeah. Held on to his foot the entire time. Um, a couple of things about that. Dude, Mahomes was throwing the ball behind the receiver repeatedly. So, yeah, it may have gone off the receiver's hands, but the receiver's going backwards trying to get the ball. Yeah. I mean, On fourth and 25, when they went for it, it went off the receiver's hands, right? But the ball was also eight and a half feet in the air. Okay, so don't make it sound like it was at the numbers. You were, yeah. they, were, they were wanting these receivers to pull down Miracle catch after miracle catch. There was a a a, a drive in, in late in the third quarter where the, the Chiefs got a field goal. And he had two receivers from the Chiefs go, running towards each other. They freaked each other out. The receiver was wide open, but he sees somebody coming his way. It's one of his own players. It's almost like they ran the identical routes towards each other. One going right to left, one going left to right, like a crossing pattern. And they were at the same yard line. And it spooked one of the receivers, and that resulted in a field goal yeah. as opposed to a touchdown. Mahomes actually got lucky, too, because he could have already had, like, I think he would have had three interceptions in this game. Unfortunately, the Lions, uh, let's say, uh, corners yes. couldn't go ahead and capitalize on it. Some missed opportunities there. They had the ball right in their hands. They just couldn't bring it in. And there's a reason why they play corner or DB and not a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the thing about it, though. The Lions get the ball down 20 to 14. And Jared Goff, who I like Jared Goff. And sometimes you just got to let your nuts hang. And that's what he did, dude. Jared Goff is not a great quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. But very rarely does he beat himself. 
Yeah. Okay, I like him for a variety of different reasons is because he doesn't beat himself. And also because I believe that he has the hottest wife in all of the NFL in Kristen <laughs> Harper. Kristen Harper, good Lord, SI swimsuit model, Kristen Harper. She's amazing. So Jared Goff, man, has obviously has confidence, right? If he can get that girl, he has confidence. He led that team out there. Now, there's Jameer Gibbs. A lot of fantasy fans were upset because they're like, dude, Gibbs was getting like six yards per carry. Why were they giving the ball to somebody else? But they they relied on their veteran players, and they moved the ball down the field. Got a touchdown. Go up by one. We talked about that fourth and 25, right? So the Lions get the ball in field goal range already. It is fourth and two because they get the ball with like under two minutes to go, but the Chiefs have all three timeouts, and it's fourth and two. Fourth and two. Just kick the field goal, right? Give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. And what did the Lions do? What did head coach Dan Campbell do? Went for it. Say, fuck that, dude. Yeah. We are going for it. And they got the first down. This reminded me of when Bill O'Brien wet the bed years ago against Tom Brady when they when the Texans played the uh the Patriots. I got so pissed off. I stopped being a a Texans fan. They were my Sancha team. I stopped on that play because they needed half a yard to beat Brady and the Patriots, and they punted the ball away, and they gave Brady a minute 15 to march the ball down the field. No, 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 no. You take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. That is what you do, and oh, that's what they did. Tim Gonzalez says, Joe, didn't you and Rudy pick KC to win yesterday? I picked KC to win. I believe Rudy picked the Lions to win. Yes. You know, the Chiefs are not going to have uh, – I, I would have picked the Chiefs. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, 21 for 39, 226. Yeah. Who was the leading rusher for the Chiefs yesterday? Oh, Patrick Mahomes. You, you are not going to have a good team if you're the Chiefs if Patrick Mahomes is leading your team. You know rushing. why he had to run? Because there was nobody open. <laughs> See, there was nobody open. <laughs> Six rushes for 45 yards. But when, when you're only giving the ball to Isaiah Pacheco eight times and Clyde Edwards-Alaire six you're not going to get much, man. Those two combined for just 45 yards. Think about that. Mahomes had just as many yards as Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Alaire combined. Detroit, though, Jared Goff, just Mr. Efficient, dude. Just don't F up. 22 for 35, 253 yards. A touchdown, zero interceptions. David Montgomery, newbie with the, with the uh, Detroit Lions, 21 for 74 and a touchdown. Jameer Gibbs, 7 for 42. But let's talk about who was the the star receiver for the Detroit Lions last night. Colin Marbach Road, baby. Josh Reynolds of Jay High School. Puto exit 7. Exit 7. Four receptions, 80 yards. And one of his receptions was one way down the field for 33 yards where he tucked it in because he saw people coming. You know, this, this was the touchdown drive to win the game. And he went to the ground holding the ball with both hands, man. He was securing it tight as he was going yeah. down. Josh Reynolds of Jay High School of Texas A&M Fight Naggies. Big night last night. Four receptions, 80 yeah. yards, seven targets. He even gave a shout-out to John Jay. Oh, really? Yeah. When they were introducing him, he's like, John Jay High School or something like that. I was like, damn. Joe Gonzalez is now saying Goff has zero picks and like 359 passes. I don't know if that's the stat. But uh, fact of the matter is, is that uh, he doesn't mess up. Now he's not gonna, he's not gonna like 
take you over the top. He's just Mr. Efficient. That's the thing. You know what the, the thing is that got me after the game? As, as the game's over, you know, and they're showing, you know, the players going on the field and they're congratulating one another, you know, good sportsmanship, you know. Mike Tarico, man, goes and says one of the stupidest things. Oh, was it the asterisk? Oh, the there's an this isn't being a, a win, but it's an asterisk. Oh, I heard that, dude. Bro, shut, shut the, the hell fuck up. up, dude. That pissed me off, man. That was a twenty-one to twenty win. That was a thumping over there. I don't care if they didn't have Travis Kelsey. I don't care if they didn't have Chris Jones. Fact of the matter is that those are the Super Bowl champions right there. And I'm sorry, the Lions are a good team. They proved it in the second half of last season. Campbell is bringing that team together. Goff doesn't mess up. They have a decent running game. They've got a young guy in Jameer Gibbs. They've got young talent at wideout. Suddenly, this is a team that's frisky. I'm not saying that they're going to go off and win 13 or 14 games, but would you be surprised if they won their division? Over the Vikings, would you be surprised if they won the division over the Bears or over the uh, the 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 Packers? No, the Lions almost made the playoffs last season. Dude, the Lions are going to make it this year. You know what? Let me play this damn clip. I don't know if we can hear it. I'm going to try to pull the vo volume up, but this is what he said. This has an asterisk because of no Chris Jones and no Travis Kelsey. He said this has an asterisk because yeah. of no Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. I love Mike Tirico. He does a fantastic job. That was a stupid thing but to Tirico, say. But Tirico, F you, dude. Yeah, you man. do not say that at that time. That is insulting to them. The Lions are a team that, you know what? I always bitch and complain that they play every Thanksgiving. But this is going to be fun to watch because they're going to be a good team. They're going to have <laughs> a winning record. And we're going to see Kristen Harper in the uh, stands because she is yeah. the hottest wife. In all of the NFL. You Sorry. just want a live stream of the wife, you know. Just... Th there you go. There you go. I don't know, man. She's a lot hotter than Brittany Mahomes. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that much, dude. <laughs> tell you that much. Hey, man, the one thing good about Brittany, though, is she's been uh, Patrick Mahomes' ride or die since they've been, like, in high school. Yeah, man. ride or die since, like, 12. It's like, jeez, <laughs> man. Hey, my ride or die when it comes to real estate is Cynthia J. Sanchez of J. Par Real Estate. You know, just go to Realtor.com. Look her up because all the reviews are glowing. We're talking five stars across the board. Whether you're trying to buy a residential property for yourself, you know, your primary residence, if you're looking to do a an Airbnb, a, a uh, investment property, a rental, if you will, Cynthia J. Sanchez, 210-273-0748, 210-273-0748. And again, she does an amazing job. And for those of you who are buying a pre-owned home, she will offer a one-year home warranty valued at up to $600 to protect things like the AC unit, the washer and dryer, the fridge, the water dishwasher, heater. the water heater, all of that stuff. Even things like maybe even the roof just depends on how the, the system plays out. But again, JPAR Real Estate, Cynthia J. Sanchez, she's our girl, 210-273-0748. She knows what she's doing. She was also someone who did work at USAA for many, many years when it comes to claims adjustments and things like that. She knows what she's looking for uh, when it comes to it. JPAR Real Estate, Cynthia J. Sanchez, 210-273-0748. You know, I'm wearing underneath this Wemby jersey, an LSU shirt. My daughter goes to LSU. She graduates in December. Now working for The Advocate, which is Baton Rouge's version version of the San Antonio Express News. Yeah, congratulations to her too, because she was doing in an internship 
yes, in Virginia over yeah. the summer. She worked at the Advocate in Baton Rouge last year as a digital person, but they technically considered her to be an intern. But now she's a full time news reporter. She's covering crime. One of the stories that she did this past week was last weekend. There was a fatal shooting at a high school football game over there. That's crazy. And uh, she's doing follow-ups about the you know who, anybody getting arrested, uh, doing follow-ups on security because there's going to be games there tonight. Uh, lots of things going on. So congratulations to my daughter, Gabby. Follow her on Twitter at, uh, well, her name is Gabby Jimenez if you want to look her up. Uh, but she does go to LSU, and uh, their star player from a few years ago, Joe Burrow, quarterback stud for the cincinnati Bengals. don't get me wrong he led them to the super bowl they lost led them to another afc championship game they lost but we all know that joe burrow everyone considers him a top three quarterback at the very least right mahomes is one a lot of people consider joe burrow to be two if not two three he signed the biggest deal in nfl history yesterday a five-year extension worth 275 million dollars that is $55 million per year, the highest ever, 219 of the 275 guaranteed. So you think about this. He got his deal. He got the bag. Uh, Jalen Hurts got the bag. We saw Justin Herbert get the bag. We saw Lamar Jackson get the bag and Deshaun Watson and all of these guys over the years. The question I have for you, Cowboy fans, is this. As you're entering week one, is Dak Prescott an underpaid quarterback? Dak Prescott is entering year three of a four-year, $160 million contract. It's $40 million a year on average. That $40 million a year ties him for 10th in the NFL. Tied with Jared Goff. Okay, so when I ask if he's underrated or not or underpaid or not, just think about it that way. Think about the fact that he is paid the exact same as Jared freaking Goff. So here's the breakdown of all the uh, salaries. Burrow, $55 million. Justin Herbert, $52.5. Lamar Jackson, 52 Jalen Hurts, 51 Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut. He's back down to 49 Kyler Murray, $46 million. Deshaun Watson, $46 million. Patrick Mahomes, $45 million. We know he's underpaid because that's Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, $43 million. I, I apologize. It's not Jared Goff. It is Daniel Jones that he's tied with. Daniel Jones, Matt Stafford, and Dak Prescott are at $40 million. Damn. So, I got to ask you, Joe. Yeah. Is, is Dakota Rain Prescott, is he underpaid? I guess when you bring it up that way, he is underpaid. But the problem is, is he worth that amount of money? And that's the question I asked on Twitter. Is he worth that amount of money? Now, people who are responding, I'm sure some of them are, are Cowboy fans. I'm sure some of them are not. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that 52% of those who have voted in the past hour said that Dak's pay at $40 million is just about right. You know, Goldilocks, right? Not too hot, not too cold. 43% say that he's not worth the money, and 5%, only 5% say that Dak Prescott, quarterback, the captain of America's team, deserves a raise. Now, if you were to ask the question, okay, there are 30 starting quarterbacks or 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, where is Dak Prescott? Is he a top five quarterback? No, 
Is he a top, top ten quarterback? Top ten, yes, not top five. I I've I have said for many years that Dak Prescott is a top ten quarterback, but I think he teeters around number nine or ten. All the time, it's either nine or ten. Right, because all the people that we named in front of him, like, come on, man. If Even you, Kirk Cousins, if bro, you, is if ranked you are a, If you are a Cowboy fan and you're trying to tell me that Dak Prescott is better than Joe Burrow, I think you're out of your mind. Justin Herbert, out of your mind. Lamar Jackson, no. Jalen Hurts, no. Aaron Rodgers, no. If you want to say he's better than Kyler Murray, I'd believe it, because I think Kyler Murray is a big five foot ten pile of crap. Deshaun Watson's trash. Patrick Mahomes is better than than uh Dak and you have Josh Allen better than Dak. So if you're gonna say that he's around number eight or nine, ten, right around there. Salary matches, man. It kind of matches, but the fact of the matter is that the way the Cowboys structured this deal, because they it's not 40 a million, like 40, 40, 40, 40. They structured it so that his cap hit next season is $59 million. Jeez. And this is a team that has to pay Micah Parsons. This is a team that has people to pay. Don't get me wrong. They've already re-signed some of their players, like Tra like Trayvon Diggs and all that stuff. They have to go and re-sign, extend a Micah Parsons. And think about that. This is a team that also got Trey Lance in a trade for a fourth rounder a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and they also had to extend Zach, Zach Martin. Yeah. So the Cal And what about Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's another, another one. one. So. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is that Dak Prescott is in a very interesting position right now because Dak Prescott is basically playing for his future with the Dallas Cowboys. Because if he wets the bed this year and they finally have a tough schedule, Cowboys last year went 12 and 5, won a playoff game. They might be better this year and win fewer games because this schedule this year is rough. They got the third toughest schedule in the league. Dude, I would be impressed if they go 11 and 6. I'd be I think they're going to go 10 and 7, uh, 11 and 6. 10 and 7. I think 10 and 7. Very good defense. They but they could actually go and win 9 games this year and I think uh the Eagles will probably wind up winning the NFC East cuz they're probably going to win I think somewhere between maybe 10, 11 yeah. games, you know, cuz their schedule isn't as tough as the Cowboys. Tim Gonzalez reminding us that uh, CeeDee Lamb's contract is also up as well. So the Cowboys need to do something. And if Dak Prescott is not your guy to take you over the top, I think the Cowboys have a two-year window, man. I think this is a two-year well, window. I think they have to – if they're going to do anything with the, say, plethora of talent that they have on their team, it has to happen this season. It does. Because the window is closing very rapidly. It's closing. This is their best opportunity because look at the conference right now. You know, the, the Rams are going to suck because they're so young. Yeah. You, you got the Niners coming back with in, from injuries. You know, you've got Seahawks who already have injured players. Um, you've got, you don't know what's going to happen in the NFC North because of, you know, the Lions. You trust the Lions in the playoffs. Is Jordan Love for real or not? What's going on with the Vikings, the Bears? Is Justin Fields going to be a good player or not? And then you take a look at the uh, NFC South where my Saints are favored to win that division. Easy schedule. Super easy schedule. <laughs> and I will predict it right now. My New Orleans Saints, first round of the playoffs, are going to host the Dallas Cowboys because the Eagles are going to win that division. And the Cowboys will probably be a wild card. And I bet you they travel to New Orleans to play in the first round. I, I, can, I, I know it's going to happen. 
I can feel it. The script is already there. If that happens, man, we're going to have to get Saints fans together. You and Chris Leha, myself, and some other Cowboy fans. Yeah. We're going to have to watch that game. Mm-hmm. Mario Cavazos reaching out to us on YouTube saying Micah Parsons will be the highest paid defensive player. Uh, well, I mean, let's look at Nick Bosa's salary, right? Nick Bosa got the bag uh, a couple of days ago, right? He's uh, one of oh, the yeah. highest paid players of all time. He agreed to a five-year, $170 million contract, $122 million guaranteed. I mean, I'm doing the math in my head. That's what, $34 million for a defensive player? And you know that Micah Parsons deserves that. Micah Parsons is basically the modern version of Lawrence Taylor. He's yeah. LT. He's that good. He is that good. <laughs> yeah. So if you got to pay him and you got to pay CD, could it be that Dak Prescott is the one that gets to go? Because look at the advantage that the Bengals have this year and in the past few years, having Joe Burrow on a rookie deal. Now when you have to pay your quarterback, it's more difficult to win because there's only so much money to go around. Gonzalez reaching out to us saying Seahawks will be a two seed. Dude, don't follow me. Haven't I said this? You did, said did, they, were, they, were your, they were your dark horse. They were my dark horse to win the Super yeah. Bowl this year, to win the oh, NFC. You know who's my dark horse to win the Super Bowl this year? Actually, not my dark horse. They were my favorite. I said that they were going to be the ones. Yeah. You know who my dark horse is to win, win the Super Bowl this year? It's going to be Cincy. The Cincinnati Bengals, I think, have the offensive weapons to topple the Kansas City Chiefs. They, they do. can get past them. And if it wasn't for the whole situation of our, involving DeMar Hamlin with yeah. Buffalo and, and, and had it all played out, more than likely Cincinnati or Buffalo would have been the one seed last year. Josh Jimenez reaches out and says, yeah, the Saints beat Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs. Derek Carr has never had that many weapons. Dude. That's not a lie. Dude, it's not a lie, man. Not a lie. Look at look, and it, it's funny because you look at the um Falcons. The Falcons have a lot of weapons with Bijan Robinson, Cordero Patterson, and they have a lot going on, but they have Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Yeah, I was gonna say they're quarterback, man. <laughs> I don't know. The Saints, when you have Jamal Williams starting at running back, who led the league in touchdowns last year from the rushing side, Kamara coming back from uh suspension in a few weeks, uh Condre Miller. I know he's hurt, but that's a backfield there that's pretty nice. You got Chris Olave. Uh, you've got uh, Graham coming back. Taysom Hill is going to do something for at least a few games, yeah, right? It's a very well balanced team. Michael Thomas, if he can stay on the field, there's a lot going on when it comes to this team. And then defensively, the Saints have a pretty good defense. So I know I'm a bit of a homer when it comes to it, but I would be super disappointed if they didn't win the division. Now, one of the things you mentioned about the uh, Bengals, you talked about the Bengals, we talked about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott have something in common. They have not played a preseason game. Yep. And I saw this statistic the other day that said that there were 11 quarterbacks last year that entered week one as a starting quarterback that did not play one down in the preseason. Do you know what their overall record was? Not good. Three and eight. Three and eight, because it takes a, it takes time for you to build your rhythm. You know, with Dak, they're just erring on the side of caution, but it still hampers his rhythm and how he's able to get kind of shake off the rust and play at a high level. Now with Joe Burrow, he had an injury, he had a calf. Injury. He had a reason for it. Yeah, he, he probably would have been play. out there, and he's still questionable too. They don't know if he's going to be able to play the first game or not. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it is this: is that if they were three and eight, by the way, they were talking about the quarterbacks who had not 
uh, played a down in preseason this year? Well, Jared Goff was one of them. So Jared Goff yeah. got a win yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a mistake to not have Dak Prescott out there in the preseason because he has a new play caller. And Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy calling the plays, you know. And because of that, I thought it would have been better for him to go out there. Uh, instead, they decided to trot him out there for week one. Week one's going to be Sunday night against the New York Giants. Uh, it's in New York. The Cowboys favored by three and a half points. A New York team that finally gave a little bit of a raise to Saquon Barkley that gave some money to Daniel Jones. The thing about the Giants, though, they have nobody at wide receiver. So if, so if the Cowboys can stop the run somehow, somehow stop Saquon Barkley, the Cowboys will have a good day. But weird things happen in New York, man. It's just the swirling winds. You have a lot of things going on in New York that the Cowboys sometimes wet the bed on. I'm the calling Cowboys that. Have, Cowboys have back-to-back games in New York, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, got, they do. I'm going to call oh, that. Actually, no, they're, they're back in, in Dallas, but they got the Jets. They, they have the Jets. They have the Giants and the Jets. And I'm going to call it right now. I think this is going to be another low-scoring affair for the Cowboys and for the Giants. Mm -hmm. And I think the Cowboys win, but barely. I'm calling it 10-7 to 7 off of, on a field goal. Well, 10-7 to 7 might be a little too low for me. Uh, a 17-13 or a 16-13. Yeah, I, I just think the Giants defense is going to give Dakota Ring Prescott a little bit of a, a little bit of trouble, man. He's going to have – he's going to have – a little bit of an issue trying to find his receivers, especially C.D. Lamb. The over-under, though, according to Vegas, is 45. Give me the under. Wow. Josh reaches out and says, Giants got Jalen Hyatt. I do like Jalen Hyatt. I saw him play in person last year when Tennessee roughed up LSU. Um, great wide receiver, but, again, rookies are rookies. It takes a while to get going. Let's look at the uh, slate of games this uh, weekend. Got the Panthers at Falcons. Falcons favored by three and a half points. Uh, I'll take the Falcons in that one just simply because they're at home. Uh, Bengals at Browns. Bengals favored by two. Again, no Joe Burrow. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. no Joe Burrow this preseason. He will be in action for week one. Uh, you kind of have to go with Burrow and the Bengals simply because they're the better team. Uh, who do you got in the Falcons, uh, uh, Falcons, Panthers? Panthers, man. Got the Panthers? Uh, I got the Bengals over the Browns. Who you got? Bengals? I got the Bengals over the Browns, man. There's no, there's no question to me. Jaguars favored by five on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Anthony Richardson starting for the Colts. Uh, no star running back for the the Colts. He's uh, out for the first four weeks because he <laughs> because of a contract dispute. Idiot. Oh yeah, he's refusing to play. He's going to take the penalties. Yeah, uh, Jaguars. I, I I like the the Jags in this game. I like them giving up the five points as well. Trevor yeah. Lawrence is a is is a baller dude he's a real deal i'll go with the jags as well vikings hosting the buccaneers oh, man we got baker mayfield starting having another offense he has to learn uh i like the vikings dude i uh, like the vikings they were by five and a half i'll take the vikings yeah uh saints and titans that's gonna be a tough game man they're gonna be beating each other up those are two really good defenses out there over under just 41 i would still take the under in that game that's the game of the week to me that's a game of the week it's going to be ugly, dude. It's going to be so ugly. But go ahead and give me the Saints because I'm a homer. I wanted to go ahead and pick the Titans because I like them. But I'm going to go with the Saints in this one. Niners at the Steelers. Niners fear by two and a half. This has up upset special written all over it, dude. This has upset special written all over it. I know the Niners are the better team, but the Steelers are not bad. They're getting better. I'm going to take the Steelers in this game. 
I picked the Steelers as well. I, I did that yesterday with Rudy. I picked the Steelers. Cardinals at Commanders. Big oh, spread God. for the Commanders. Seven points. I'll take the Commanders in this game. Commanders, man. No question. Ravens, Texans. Ravens are by nine and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens to win this game, but I take the Texans to cover. Really? Yeah. Uh, the D'Amico effect, dude. I, I like D'Amico Ryans. I think he'll have his team fired up. I originally picked Baltimore. But I'm going to go ahead and switch my pick. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Texans in this one. I think they're going to get the upset. Very nice. Packers, Bears, tight spread here. Bears favored by just one. Man, Jordan Love finally named the starter for the for the uh, Packers. I like the Bears in this game. I think the Packers are going to be decent as the season goes yeah. on. Uh, but I think the Bears are kind of sneaky good this year. Uh, they have 9 and 8 written all over them this year. Uh, Raiders, Broncos. Broncos favored by 3.5. Uh, give me the Raiders on that one. Uh, I think the Broncos suck. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And Sean Payton, uh, you know, it's going to take a while to learn Sean Payton. Well, I mean, unless Sean Payton cracks the whip and has everybody uh, in check, I'm going to take the Raiders for now. I'll believe in Sean Payton when I see it. Uh, last few games out there, we've got the uh, Eagles at Patriots. Eagles favored by four. Uh, you know what? Give me the hoodie. Give me the Patriots by four. Uh, give me the... I'd, I'd say the Eagles cover, but the Patriots win that game. Man, I can't stand the fucking Eagles, dude. Pinche lechuzas cagadas. I hope the Patriots win, and I just hate the Eagles. I hope they win out of pure spite, dude. I can't stand the Eagles. Dolphins, Chargers, Chargers with a, a familiar face as a offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Uh, Three-point favorite, Chargers. I like the Chargers. I think that team's good. They're going to be a good team this year. Uh, and then 2-0 will forever be hurt, so give me the Chargers. That's the toilet bowl game of the of the whole week. Dude, over dude. under 51, man. That's going to be a high scoring That's game. That's a toilet bowl game, man. I'm going to take the, the Dolphins, though. I'm going to go with Tua. Rams, Seahawks. Seahawks here by five over the Rams. Give me the Seahawks, and the, I'll give the points as well. Uh, I think the Seahawks are going to run away with that game. I think so, too. I got the Seahawks. Cowboys, Giants. You know, give me the Giants. Give me the Giants for the drama. What do you say? I got the I go I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys. Last game Monday night game Bills at Jets. We're going to see Aaron Rodgers against Josh Allen in prime time. The uh Bills favored by two and a half. All that talent on the Jets team. I'm going to take the Bills on this one simply because they have more familiarity with 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 each other. The Jets are all brand new pieces. And I mean, don't get me wrong. University of Colorado. If Deion Sanders was the head coach of the uh, of the Jets, I would understand. Uh, but no, I'll take the Bills on that one. So you're going to take the Bills over the Jets? Yeah, I'm going to call the Jets over the Bills. I would like to see it though. Yeah, I'm I would saying. like to see it. That is a solid pick. That is a rock hard pick. Is that a pick as hard as diamond hard as stiff as the MCS general contracting concrete? More than 30 years of experience in concrete placement, one of our sponsors. You can reach out to them at 210-774-9155. Unlike Patrick Mahomes, they won't drop the ball. They won't overthrow their receivers. When it comes to concrete placement, whether it be a slab on a home, slab on a business, a parking lot, they work with pool companies. Reach out to them. A driveway, a porch extension, a driveway extension. Reach out to MCS General Contracting, the Lejas. Chris Leha is a big part of that, big, big part of our show, 210-774-9155. And I like what they say 
it's honest pricing because they want to be honest with you. They say, hey, yeah. do you want it done good to last for many, many years? Or do you want to do it cheap with somebody else and have somebody else come in four or five years later to fix it? Yeah. You get what you pay for, especially when it comes to concrete placement. MCS General Contracting, 210-774-9155. Dude, uh, I told you the other day, I haven't been doing much drinking. Yeah. You know, having some issues at home, not looking good. But I wasn't going to spiral and do what happened the last time, which was I became a bit of a drunk. Yeah. So I haven't had much to drink. You and I went drinking last weekend for yeah. Saturday for uh, for Steph Mejia's birthday. Uh, birthday. Um, I stopped at two beers. Or three. Oh, it was three because the the Modelo girls came and That's gave us right. another round. Okay, that doesn't count because that was a brand, that was a free one, right? It was Oro, their light beer. Yeah, wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, but I stopped. But I will say this: it is Friday at twelve forty nine. If I if I am not drunk twenty four hours from now, I'm going to be disappointed in myself because we are going to be tailgating at the Texas State UTSA football game over at the Alamo Dome. Big game, UTSA coming off a loss to the Houston Cougars. Frank Harris, man, playing like trash. Several interceptions, three interceptions in a row, for crying out loud. Meantime, Texas State led by G.J. Kinney. G.J. Kinney, the head coach, first year with the team. He was over at UIW last year, led UIW to the playoffs. G.J. Kinney now with Texas State. Texas State was a 27.5-point underdog on the road in Waco against Baylor. They beat the living shit out of the Baylor Bears. Right now, Vegas has the UTSA Roadrunners as 13.5-point favorites over Texas State. And I got to tell you a couple of things, man. I'm scared. Are you I scared? think if you are a UTSA fan, you should be scared because Frank Harris played like trash. And a lot of people gave me crap on Twitter about it because I put a gif up there of this one guy being thrown into a dumpster asking the question, does anybody have any intel on the backup quarterback? Dude, Frank Harris is like 27 years old or 26 or however old he is, yeah. right? He shouldn't be throwing the ball to the opposing DBs and linebackers the way that he was. Three picks hurt, man. And he all he all he did was look at Cephas. Cephas had what nine receptions? No, no other receiver had more than one. He was looking at one person the entire game. Meantime, Texas State was just just running wild last week. This is a tough game, man. And I would say this. UTSA season's over if they lose this game. You think so? It's over if they lose Starting this game. Starting off the season the, 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 the wheels will fall off. And it'll be they'll be 5-7 and seven on the year. Or they might be 6-6 six and six and, and sneak their way into this low-end bowl game. Like the New Orleans Bowl. You know, or something like that, right? Uh, UTSA needs to win this game. They need to have some momentum as they get into the AAC part of the schedule you utsa has been going hard all week on their social media everybody across town they even got the mayor to do a little you know come in and do a little segment for him real even quick mudslingers was asking a coffee shop in in, in uh, san marcos to say hey uh i'll i'll put down eat them up cats if you uh if you put meat meat or something like that yeah um i don't know if anybody took up mudslingers when it came to that but this is a big game, and I like the fact that this is a rivalry, even though you have one school at a higher conference, UTSA in the AAC, versus Texas State in the Sun Belt. But Texas State being a good team is a good thing for UTSA because you got to build that rivalry. And think about it this way. G.J. Kinney 
head coach of Texas State, is good family friends with Coach Jeff Trailer and Jeff Trailer's family. G.J. Kenny is a coaching mercenary. He is not there at Texas State to grow roots, and he wasn't at UIW to grow roots. He is somebody that went there to show that he could make the playoffs and go to a bigger school, a bigger name. So he went from UIW to Texas State. He was looking at getting a job you know, in the Pac-12, maybe as a coordinator, for example. But now if he can, if he can do something at Texas State for two or three seasons, he's going to bounce. He's going to want to go to an AAC school or a Big 12 school. You know, he's not going to set roots over there. That's not his nature, okay? But I like what G.J. Kenny brings to the table, and I love the fact that Texas State football actually did something. Now, for me, I'm going tailgating this weekend. I'm probably going to take my nephew, and I'm probably going to get drunk. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to take a bottle, right? You're going to take an Uber? Uh, probably, or something. You know, I'll do something. We'll figure it out. That's why I'm taking my nephew so that he could drive me home. Uh, but what I what I'm gonna do over there though, I found a tailgate that I told him I'll, I'll pitch in, get some food, I'll bring some drink, all that stuff. It's gonna be great. But I I went to both of those schools, so I'm always torn as to which school do I have to show allegiance to. One of our listeners, John Dyer, says I got to pick a school because it's a rivalry. But the fact of the matter is that I graduated from UTSA. I spent my senior year there. But my formative college years, my sophomore and junior year, were spent in San Marcos, going to Texas State. I dated the girls at Texas State. I dated a strutter at Texas State, for crying out loud. I went to the Texas State parties. I didn't have that party or college atmosphere life at UTSA, though when you walk into my home and you see my degree on the wall or you see it in my office on the wall, it says University of Texas at San Antonio. I have a love for both schools. Yeah. I do. What I think I'll do as a compromise is that when they play at the Alamo Dome, I'll wear UTSA gear. And when they play in San Marcos, I'll wear the maroon of Texas State. <laughs> I got to do what I got to do. Support both. I got to do what I got to do, man. Speaking of support, let's give some love to Serenity Manor. Yeah, an events venue. Old Bandera Road across from Flores Country Store. It's kind of catty corner to them. Kitty corner. Kitty corner, baby. If you need a a, uh, wedding reception or a wedding to be had, a bridal shower, baby shower, quinceanera, corporate events, holiday party, Christmas party, Halloween party, check out Serenity Manor over at 14405 Old Bandera Road in Helotus, Texas. Now, they do a fun thing every, every Thursday. They have a night there where either they do either karaoke or they'll do a game night, trivia night, something like that. They'll have a, a, a food truck on site. And whenever Floors Country Store has a concert, they will stay open over at Serenity Manor to about midnight or so so that people can stop by, get a beer, have some wine, have a margarita at their bar that they have there. We're, so, we're showing photos right now of the venue. It's a beautiful venue, over 100 years old. In the old town, the old area of Halotis, it is beautiful. They have uh, fairs there. They have vendors that go out there for arts and crafts, and they sell their food and jewelry and stuff like that from time to time. Uh, But check out Serenity Manor's website for their latest activities that they have going on there, their latest events. Again, 14405 Old Bandera Road 
Pelotas, Texas, 78023. Go check them out. And again, Caddy Corner 2 Floors Country Store. Go get a beer. Go sing a song on Thursday nights. It's a blast. My name is Mike Jimenez. I'm on Twitter at MJ Acquired Taste. Joe Garcia producing today's show. This is his network. You can find him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Yeah. You know what? You, you love that animation so much. Let's let's fire up that uh, that entertainment animation. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let me go ahead and get myself off the screen. And let me go ahead and get it. Oh, no. I got to go ahead and move it up. Hold on. <laughs> you know what? Before you do that, before you do that real yeah. fast, let's talk about one more sports topic. Yeah, sure. It's not even a sports topic. Well, in a way it is. Texas is playing Bama this weekend. Number three against number 11. Bama favored by seven points. I'm sorry, but Alabama's going to beat the living shit out of the Texas Longhorns. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. I don't believe this being a seven-point spread. Because you get three points for being at home. So you're telling me that on a neutral field, Bama would only be favored by four? No. Bama's going to trounce UT. UT's on the road. And UT does not have the benefit of having their band playing March Grandioso. Okay? Because I don't know if you saw this story. But UT is very petty when it comes to the opposing bands. LSU played at UT in Austin at DKR. And what does UT do? Do do you think they give them good seats? No. No. They hide them up in the rafters pretty much, man. Way, way up in the top, the 600 level, the nosebleeds. So that if they score, if the opposing team scores, you don't hear the fight song of the other team. They probably got them in the sun, too, baking all day. Yeah, they got them in the worst part. Like It's like, think about the end zone, diagonal, highest level, right? Basically, the Texas Longhorns throw a middle finger to the opposing bands, right? But there's a rule that says in SEC play that if an SEC school plays an SEC school, they will allow the band to be in the lower bowl and close to the team. Here's the thing, though. Texas is not part of the SEC yet. They're part of the SEC starting next season. Nick Saban and gang know that. And they know that what they've done to Bama's band in the past, they know what's done to LSU's band in the past. So now uh, Texas is going to Alabama. They're like, oh, you want your band here? We see the 110,000 people here. We're going to put you so far away. You're going to be in a different zip code. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you thought you could going to stick our band over there and, and piss off our, our band and piss off our players. We'll do the exact same petty-ass shit that you did to us. And what does Texas do? We're not going to take our band. Pussies. I'm sorry, dude. I grew up a Texas Longhorn fan. And the more and more I kind of try to follow them, it's hard to cheer for them. It is. It's hard to cheer for the Longhorns. I, I, it's hard to cheer for the, the Aggies. The Aggies. I mean, it's such a cult. Okay? <laughs> it's such a cult. And it's hard to cheer for the Baylor Bears because, I mean, Art Bryles and all the crap that he pulled there for over the years, hiding all these rapes and assaults and all that stuff, were, you know, doing stuff backhanded with Waco police. It's hard to cheer for these schools. Yeah, it is, man. Thank God for UTSA. Thank God for Texas State. Gives me a reason to cheer for a local school. Now, don't get me wrong. If UT goes far, you know, I'll be a T-shirt fan. 
right? But like, I don't live and die by Texas Longhorn football like I used to back in the day. Part of it is because I I spend more time focusing on UTSA football, but part of it is is that UT has become such an arrogant program over the years that they believe that their shit don't stink and that they are a better program than what they truly are. That is a program that is not very good over the last 10, 15 years. Cumulatively, they've had some years where they pop up and they make a playoff, pop up and they, they win a conference, fine. But this is the powerhouse school of the state of Texas. Texas, for crying out loud. They should be up there 8-4, and 9-3, and 10-2, and 11-1 each and every year. And the years that they're not, there's a problem with that. There's an arrogance with UT football. Can't stand it. Can't stand it. Now, Look at Joe Gonzalez feels the same way. Joe Gonzalez, push dog moved by UT. It sucked to see the UTSA band up there by God last year. Yeah, that's what they did. The UTSA band. It's like, it's like okay, uh, the game is being played in downtown Austin. Let's go ahead and send the band to Round Rock. Right? That's yeah. how far the seats are. That's what UT does because UT is effing petty. They are petty. There's a reason why the Big 12 broke up and Southwest, Southwest Conference broke up. It's not because of the other schools. It's because of UT. <laughs> Longhorn Network. There's a reason why we don't have a conference that has UT, AM, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Houston, SMU, Baylor, all the big Texas schools. There's a reason. It's because of UT. It's hard for me to like them now. Let's get some entertainment news again. Yeah, remember the guy uh, who played Stephen Hyde on that 70s show? Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Danny Masterson was his name. Uh, yeah, that guy can go to hell. That guy can go to hell. Well, he's actually going to prison. So it's actually pretty interesting that you have a celebrity who's going to jail. And this is the latest from TMZ. Not only is he going to he's going to prison. I mean, he's been sentenced to 30 years in prison. But as of team, the latest from TMZ says he's going to be monitored for signs of mental distress. He's going to be monitored 24 hours a day while he's serving his sentence. And in fact, he was considered a flight risk. So yeah. they had him in custody for a while there. So da Danny Masterson played Stephen Hyde on that 70s show. One of the big stars of that show. This wasn't a guy that played like a backup role or anything like that. He was one of the stars. Uh, that 70s show is one of my favorite shows of the past 20 years. It was a great show. Uh, Netflix rebooted it uh, as that, that 90s, 90s show, show which yeah. was okay, I guess. Eh, it was all right. I didn't really care for it. But the thing about this is that Danny Masterson was convicted of two rapes that happened 20 years ago, back in 2003, when he was acting on that 70s show. So this wasn't something that happened five or 10 years ago. Or a couple of years ago, this happened 20 years ago. Two different women accused him of rape from a, from the get go. He got convicted finally. 15 years for both of them served one after the other. 30 years. Now I'm sure he'll probably get out after 20 or 15 or whatever it is. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that it's nice to see a celebrity actually go to jail. It's nice to see somebody who has money go to jail and he was heavily involved in scientology i remember they even said that uh leah remini was there at the sentencing yes yes yeah. the, 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 I, I, 
completely forgot about that, but you're absolutely correct on that. The thing about uh, Danny Masterson is that, you know, he was somebody who, out of all the people on that 70s show, was probably the most talented because of what he was doing outside of acting. He was producing. He was directing. He was doing a lot of different things. That 70s show, which, which was a fantastic program back in the day. But now on TikTok, I was, saw it this morning, people are calling for Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. They're now married. They were two of his co-stars on that 70s show. Asking for them to be canceled. We're in a cancel culture life these days. Cancel culture world. Why cancel them? Because both of them, both of those actors, wrote letters to the court in support of a rapist, Here it Danny is. Masterson. And the thing about it is this. How does loyalty work? How, how should loyalty work when it comes to, to things? Because, you know, I understand being boys with somebody, right? If they do something bad, I, I've done that before where I've stood behind friends who have done bad things. I get that. Um, it's one thing if it's drinking. It's another thing if it's bad conduct. But a rape? Multiple rapes? And you're going to stand behind this guy? And you're going to write letters allegedly saying that he has a good heart and that he's really a good person. Really? Really? And that's the thing about a lot of guys in power, whether it be Harvey Weinstein. Uh, you can go into politics, whether it be uh, Bill Clinton back in the day, allegations against Trump. There's allegations against a lot of celebrities over the years. Kobe Bryant, Ben Roethlisberger. Were they all factual? Some of them are. Some yeah. of them are not, right? I go back to Kobe Bryant. You know, I firmly believe that Kobe Bryant loved his daughters. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I firmly believe that he was one of the most talented people you'll ever find, most driven people, not only on the basketball court, because what he did on the basketball court was great. We all know that. But the guy was also somebody who was involved in movies. He was involved in in short films and in, and in product development and all sorts of things. And I believe that when Kobe Bryant died, he was probably a good person. That doesn't change the fact that he more than likely raped a woman in Colorado. It's possible that you grow up over time, but you know, he skirted around that because she never filed charges and a settlement was had. Right. And then all of a sudden, Vanessa Bryant's wearing a five million dollar wedding ring. Right. Yeah. Um, Danny Masherson can go to hell. Can go to hell. And, you know, it's one thing when it's like one person. But when it's 10 people, 20 people, 30 people talking to you, Deshaun Watson. You know, I tend to believe the, the alleged victims when it comes to that. I tend to believe them. So. Uh, Danny Masterson, I'm glad that he's going to prison. I hope he rots there. And uh, don't put him on surveillance. Let him kill himself. I don't care. Good show, though. Good show. One more entertainment story to talk about today. And people reached out to me already on Twitter saying, Jimenez, don't go after Yannick Garcia. Oh, no. It's hurricane season off the coast of the Atlantic right now. It's not probably won't hit the the eastern seaboard or anything like that, but there's a Cat 5 hurricane right now. Yeah, I think that Cat 5 is coming off of that big old booty she had. <laughs> Damn. 
Okay, so Yana Garcia. Okay, so I brought her up because here's the thing about me. I have my own financial practice, right? And one of the things I do, I typically work from home. Uh, I have the TV on in the background, and and I, I'll watch certain shows. Like this past week, I've been watching a lot of Bar Rescue, or I'll watch Shit's Creek, or I'll watch uh, Modern Family, and I find something to watch. But typically, for about a hour out of the day, I'll watch the Weather Channel for no reason. San Antonio, I know it's going to be 103 degrees and it's going to get down to 79. Yeah, right. I mean, it's summertime, right? Even though the calendar says September 8th, the fact of the matter is, is that it's freaking hot. But it got me thinking about whenever there's a hurricane and it's going towards Mexico, do you ever notice that they take the uh, hot big booty girls off and they move them off to the side? And it's like, no, we got to get the real meteorologist here. Yeah. Not the, <laughs> not, not the big not booty. Not the eye candy. Yeah. So let's go ahead and scroll down on Yannick Garcia there. I mean, bro. Okay, dude, she's a 10. Bro. She's a 10. <laughs> she's a rock hard 10, dude. She is MCS general contracting. That type of concrete hard, dude. Okay. I get that. But it's funny because when you think about like what you find attractive in somebody, there is that, right? But the fact of the matter is that when I hear her talk, I hear somebody that is just, just dumb. You know, like these models out there. I, I, I don't find it sexy. Don't be wrong. It's hot. It's hot for a night. But I'm going to show you one other person here who is not as hot as Yannick Garcia. But Jen Carfagno. This one was or you got a type, bro. Or, Let's just put it like or that. Or Felicia Combs from the Weather Channel. You, you got it. You definitely have a type. I love her. She is my age-appropriate hottie. Jen Carfagno is just somebody who's my age. She's in her mid-40s who does a fantastic job. We got we to gotta zoom in on some of those photos, man. Like the top left one right there. We got to zoom in. Which on, one? This one? Yeah. Get the F out of here, dude. That is smoking hot, dude. She, you know what I love about her? She's an actual meteorologist. You know what I love about her? She's brilliantly smart. To me, brains is sexy, which is why whenever I have this argument with Jeff Garcia from Lockdown Spurs about who's hotter, Paige Speronic or Annie Agard, everyone's like, what are you talking about? It's Paige Speronic. It's Paige Speronic. It's Paige Speronic. No, dude. The hot one's Annie Agard. The hot one in this one is Jen Carfagno or, or, or uh, Felicia Combs. Look up Felicia Combs, by the way. But look at this picture, bro. Yeah. It's the hot mom. She's a hot mom. Look up Felicia Combs, by the way. Bye, Felicia. Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A, Combs. There she is. Felicia Combs, though. She's a little bit younger. She's in her in her 30s. Okay. I mean, Felicia Combs, dude, I, I'm all about the Weather Channel chicks, dude. But guess what? They all have master's degrees. That is hot. That is hot. So no disrespect to Yannick Garcia. No disrespect to Paige Speronic. I get it, dude. I get it. Okay, they turn heads. I get it. They have OnlyFans. I, I, I get start it. watching the Weather Channel. But uh, yeah, I mean, not bad. G give me a give me an assessment of Felicia Combs right here as you're showing us photos on oh, yeah, our she's, YouTube. She's got it going on, dude. She got it going on. Yeah, you know, I, I like my girls with a little meat on them. I do too. You know, I do too. Keep it, you warm it, in the wintertime. It's kind of like uh, that Saturday Night Live episode where Tom Hanks is playing Black Jeopardy. And the, and the question is, 
this is what white what's what skinny women can do for you and his response was what is not a damn thing <laughs> skinny women suck dude i'm sorry there's there's nothing to hold on to no thank you no <laughs> red thank birds you. junkie literally just tuned in and already i need to launch my private browser window. <laughs> I was like, man, you already know he meant his his horny levels always on a thousand. <laughs> Who's that? Let me see that that one right there. Uh, Joe Rizal, intelligence is hot, but a dumb ten is still a ten. That's not <laughs> no lies detected, dude. You know, it, it's one of the one of the things. You know, uh, Mario Cavazos reached out saying she is Sabado Gigante hot. That is true. That is too. The thing about it is this, man, is that there's like different ways of looking at attractiveness. Is what I'm saying, and. <laughs> Jeff, man, Jimenez horny on Maine. No, dude, I I brought up this conversation because we call it Frisky Friday, right? I thought we were in the trust tree. This is Frisky Friday. Am I not? Am I not? Am I saying this wrong? No, and do you right. like Felicia Combs? You are scrolling up Looking and down, down, dude. You know, you know who my celebrity crush is. I'll I'll be honest with you all. Yeah. Man. See if I can find her here. And I've been following this girl for a while. Yeah, I remember 10 years ago saying that Ana de Armas was my celebrity crush and no one knew who the hell she was. And all of a sudden she's like, you know, the most beautiful list, the people's most beautiful list. And she's considered one of the sexiest women in the world, all that stuff. No. Okay, so who's your celebrity crush? Obviously, I can find her. Really, can, can you find her? Google Image doesn't have her? Well, that's the thing. She's on Twitter. Dude, I'm on Google Image. Let's see. Oh, there, there she is. There's my girl right there. Uh oh, is it Steph Mahia? Here she comes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Demetra Olibor. 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 Olibor, whatever. Olibor, whatever. Yeah, she, I, she's hot. I, I almost went to, I almost said hi to her at Super Bowl Radio Row. You should have, man. I would have went was, real quick. It wasn't this year, it was the year before, but every time I was on the air, she was off because, like, she was two tables away. And then I would get off the air and have commercial break or whatnot, and then she'd be on. So every time I wanted to go say hi, introduce myself, a good friend of mine, uh, George, has uh, photos with her. Uh, she's a, a sportscaster, uh, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she was in Dallas for a good while. Uh, she was in Houston. I think she was out in Houston. Was it Houston? She was in a Houston. She used to be like the, I guess, the traffic girl or something like that over in Houston. And she left, and then she started you know, like doing podcasting, live streaming. She's got her own podcast where she talks sports, combat sports. She's really into like boxing and UFC. Who's that? Who is that one that? And, and I know I should know this name, but I, I I fail to remember it. She was on Colin Cowherd. Um, she's friends, or she knows um, CT. What's what's her, Joy Taylor? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She reminds me. Demetria reminds me of Joy Taylor a lot. Yeah, I'm a fan of of Demetra, man. She's she's like she knows her stuff, and she likes the combat sports and all that. Which we don't have enough women representing that sport, you know. The same can be said with uh, Joy Taylor as well. Mike yeah. Baez reaches out and says uh, he managed that 2020 vision, dude. I got 2010 vision. 2010, man. He's on that 2010. I got that 2010 vision. Uh, people are asking the question, "What's Michael's hand doing? Left hand doing under the table, holding the other hand?" Okay. What do you want me to do, man? Bro, <laughs> Mike Baez with that 2010 vision. <laughs> this has been fun. Again, everybody be safe this weekend because, again, the Texas State Bobcats and 
the UTSA Roadrunners go at it tomorrow. I believe kickoff's at 2.30, but I'm sure the tailgates are going to be getting going around 9 or 10. I'm going to booze it up over there. I'm going to have a fun time out there. Come by and say hi to me if you see me. Joe Garcia, what are you doing this weekend? We're going to see, dude. I got some things planned with the family. I got to catch up with some audio and video production stuff and uh, just got some word right here before we came on that we were accepted into the YouTube uh, monetization program. Congratulations. So we all did this. We did this. That's right. We got got the hours, the viewed hours. We got the number of subscribers. This has been fun. Again, I'm I'm, uh, slowly but surely dipping my toes back into these waters and having fun. Right now it's on Fridays. I hope to have it on Mondays and Fridays, but I think that's going to be the extent of, of what I'll do during the football season. Yeah. Uh just for a while, but uh this has been fun. Everyone have a safe weekend out there. Lots of sports. Cowboys Sunday night. Saints Sunday afternoon. UTSA Roadrunners, lots going on. Hey, the US Open semifinals start this afternoon. Yeah, they do. For the men's the women's Coco Golf going for the finals. You got that Blake guy, the the young guy, American Djokovic going for it. Al, uh, Alcaraz as well. Lots of sports to enjoy. We were talking about this over the summer. It was the it was the dead part of the summer, but now we have all this football going on. And guess what's starting in a month? NBA. Of course, dude. The Wemby effect. They're already going to have media day coming up here probably within the next I think week or two. Yeah. Jonathan C asking the question. UTSA or Texas State money line? Well, if you're going for money, the uh, Texas State money line last week paid play uh, paid plus fourteen hundred, plus fourteen hundred. I doubt it's going to be that for this. It's a thirteen point spread. Probably will pay out plus five, five hundred. Not bad, not bad. Everyone have a great weekend. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Monday. This is the Alamo City Sportscast in San Antonio, Texas. My name is Mike Jimenez. That's Joe Garcia. Have a safe weekend. Peace, guys.